Good morning, children of God. It is another day today that God has made when we are going to share in his word. What has impacted me a lot in the past few weeks when we've shared the word of God is the fact that we've seen transformation in our lives. We've seen transformation in the lives of the people that we meet. And we've heard them say that, you know, God is changing us slowly. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that is dear to my heart. And when God showed me this topic, I knew that this is going to bless you and I hope that you are going to be blessed because it will make you realize what is it that we call faith, what Jesus does in our lives, especially on this earth. You know, when God was showing me this, the one thing that touched me was that whenever we look at people, what we notice is that when people accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are excited. It's an exciting time. It, you look forward to a lot of changes. You look forward to what is it that you are to expect of God. But then there are times when, when you sit down and you look, you realize that whatever you were expecting, you are not sure because no, it's not every day that you're told what is it to expect. You know, when we were growing up as children, as newly saved children of God, it was those days easy for people to be drumming it into our head that you are victorious that you are a conqueror that you are now going to be walking a new life a life that is free a life that is continually blessed by god and that made us so strong made us so confident that whenever we walked we could claim our life and we could see the changes of our lives so i just wanted to give a glimpse of that to you child of god so that you know what it is that you got into as a child of God and what it is that you need to do to make sure that you benefit a lot from being a child of God, especially because it doesn't end on the day when you receive Christ. There is a long journey, a long powerful journey that shows that God rewrites our life, which brings us to the topic of today, which says grace rewrote your life. The grace of God rewrote your life from the day you received Christ. Mercy is there to rewrite our lives. It rewrote my life. It rewrites your life. Because when God gives us the opportunity to have a relationship with him, it is the beginning of a rewritten life. You know, there's an illustration that I want to give to you. You know, it is when we are born in heaven, it's like they write down, this is what you are going to be. This is where you are going to go. This is how you are going to be live in life right up until the last day. But I'm telling you, child of God, that that is not where we want to be because the initial book when we are born is when is 
as such that we do not have a relationship with God. So all the things that come with grace, the things that come with the mercy of God, the things that come with forgiveness, the blessings are not there, they are not written in our script. So when we say grace rewrote your life, we're saying when you received Christ as your Lord and Savior, there were things that were changed. There were changes in your life. God, it's like God took back your book and rewrote that because now I know him, I have a personal relationship with him. These are the things that are to be expected of him. Or these are the things that he will achieve. Now, child of God, the reason why I'm going to dwell in that today is because when people receive Jesus Christ, they, are, they hear different doctrines or different word which does not necessarily, is not necessarily in line with the word of God. There are some people who believe that when you receive Jesus Christ, it is only for salvation. Otherwise, this side, before we get to heaven, we are the same. I'm a child of God to tell you that that is not what the word says. The word says on this side of the earth, there are blessings of Abraham that God gave to Abraham that belong to us as well. And those are the blessings that we need to have in our mind on a daily basis so that you walk confidently in who you are. You walk confidently in what you, you are. God says in his word, we are now children of God. We have been adopted to be his sons. Now when you're a son of a king it's like walking into a palace if you were to walk into a palace and not know what your rights are and not know what your benefits are as a as an adopted child into a palace of a king you would most probably go and find a servant's quarter and sleep in the servant's bedroom you would most probably go into the kitchen and eat with the servants because you have no clue what it is that you are entitled to. You would not even be able to ask, what is my benefit? What is it that what I do? Am I entitled to lend? Am I entitled to any check? Because you do not know what the benefits of being a child of God are. But I'm just here, child of God, to say, grace rewrote your life. You had mercy. Jesus made sure that there was mercy over your life. Now, when you have mercy, child of God, over your life, what it means is that what you deserved, you will not be getting. What you deserved, you will not be getting because you deserved to be punished, but you were forgiven. And now what you will get is unmerited favor that you did not deserve. You know, when we receive Christ, we receive Christ and that makes sure that we have the presence of God. You know, the the anchor scripture that I want us to read is a scripture that shows us the magnificence and the power of the presence of God. And it is taken from a, a very powerful story about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. God told Moses to build an Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was a gold chest. And according to God, that is where his presence would be. 
Now these gold chests represented God and everywhere they went and whenever there was a, a war, the covenants, the presence of God was with them. Even when they had to circle the wall of Jericho that fell down for the six days, the Ark of the Covenant was held by priests on their shoulders as they walked around. Now I'm saying, child of God, everywhere where the Ark of the Covenant was, they experienced God's presence. Now the God's presence on them in those days was it not like it is now when we accept Jesus Christ, it is within us. Those blessings, that presence of God that they were experiencing, we are now experiencing internally. Now the scripture that we are going to, to read is taken from Samuel. Now here we realize that the first time the Ark of the Covenant was left somewhere for 20 years, it resulted in the people around experiencing immense blessings to the point whereby people around heard that there is the Ark of the Covenant and the people around are experiencing a blessing. It says here in First Samuel chapter 7, verse 2, it reads as follows. The Ark of the Covenant remained at Kariath-Jerim a long time, 20 years in all. We further then move on to 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Again David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Judah to bring up the Ark of Covenant, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Abinadab is where they had heard that it was left there, and when it was left there, people were blessed for 20 years. So they were fetching it. Now, as they were fetching it, one of them happened to touch it. Now, we hear just different people say the reason why the person that touched it was killed is because it says in Deuteronomy they knew very well that they were not supposed to put it on a cart. Priests were supposed to carry it. They left it again for another three months, but when they left, David with his 30,000 men left, he heard again that after the three months, the blessings in that area on the people. Now I'm saying to you, child of God, where there is the presence of God, there is favor that is undeniable. I'm saying, child of God, where there is the presence of God, there is blessing that is undeniable. Now, this is why we, we are saying, when you receive the Lord into your life, the grace is such that there is undeniable blessing that takes place in your life. Now, the reason why, when God touched me with the subject to talk to you about child of God is because there are many of us that wait for this blessing to only kick in when we get into heaven's gates. I'm saying, child of God, the blessings of God are on this side of the heaven's gates. We are going to be looking at what is it that that grace 
changed in our lives. When it says it rewrote our life, we were given a new book, a book that shows that you have a rewritten life. You know, as I was growing up, one of the things that I remember very well is that I accepted Jesus. And one of the things that at the time I was still young, I didn't stress about what will happen in my life. But sitting on this side, 40 years later, I can assure you, child of God, that grace rewrote my life. Grace rewrote your life. And when we, we know very well what to expect, we, it is easy for us to walk in it, to walk in the blessing. Because like David, David knew that it is important for him to have the ark of the covenant with him so that the presence of God could be seen in his life and also in his people's life. Because the presence of God did not only change the life of David, did not only change the life of the king and the priests, it changed even his, his nation. So I'm just saying, child of God, sometimes you may see people around you that you know was you are saved and you see them doing well and sometimes giving you that blessing, it is because of association. It is because when the blessing of God is present in our life and it is doing what it's supposed to do, the changes benefit even our children. The changes benefit even our spouses. The changes benefit even the people we love. But I'm saying, child of God, it is even much better when it is your own change that you benefit because we see even Laban when his nephew wanted to leave he says you may not leave because my cattle have multiplied I've become rich and I can see it is because of your God that I'm blessed it is because of your God that I'm blessed I'm excited, child of God, to tell you today that there are things that we should be walking in, in and knowing that these are what we benefit by just being children of God. This is how grace rewrote your life. And when you know how grace rewrites your life, the, the power of that is that you do not want people to interfere where God is doing his work. You do not want people to come and touch and open. It's like when you're baking a cake and you put it in the oven. When people want to open it, you will say, no, 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 don't touch because things are happening there. Because when people touch and try and open the oven, the cake flops. I'm saying, child of God, if you know that God is working in your life, you will say to people, don't touch because I know the God that I serve is present in my life. The presence of God that I know was present in the Ark of the Covenant. And when Jesus died and rose again, it became present in me, in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Now the first thing that we learn about is that child of God, you moved from being directionless to being purpose. The grace rewrote your life from being directionless on earth to being purpose. 
If you are a child of God and grace is on your life, your life is purpose. You know, if I could go back and tell the 15-year-old the or the 19-year-old me, I would say, chill. Don't worry. You will know your purpose. Most of us every day are walking around wondering what is my purpose, Lord? What is my purpose, Lord? Why am I here? I'm saying, child of God, the word says we should not worry. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. I like that part. For good works. Now what it says here is that first of all, we are his workmanship. It means he is putting together our lives. He is putting, after he rewrote our life, he said, this one has been saved. This one has grace. This one has mercy. His life is no longer going to be directionless. It will be purposeful. And when it is purposeful, child of God, what it means is that it says here, created in Christ Jesus for good ways, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You are walking in your purpose one day it will dawn don't stress i know as a child of god as i was growing I, I was always saying what is my purpose what is my purpose until the day because it says we should walk in them we are walking child of god we are guided child of god and god is making us purposeful we are directed by god he further says in deuteronomy 31 verse 8 the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged you are not directionless. You may see your life sometimes going up and down and wonder what it is. But when God rewrote your life, he made sure that your direction has a meaning. One day it will click what your purpose is. And when it clicks, you will see and know that there was a reason why I went there. There was a reason why I didn't go there, why God didn't allow me to go there. Because you have a purpose, child of God, you are not directionless. So that is number one. Because I want, by the time, the end of the day, I want you to know seven transformational things you will see as God rewrites your life. Seven transformational things you will see in your life as God rewrites your life. Because God is busy. He has rewritten your life when you accepted Jesus. Now I said the first thing is you are purposed, you are not directionless. The second thing is you are guided by the Most High God. You know, there was a revelation as, as I was reading because if you look at the Ark of the Covenant, this story really touched me, it excited me because it has a powerful presence of God to a point where you find yourself thinking, you know, the God that I serve is not a God that, that I can direct because he is too powerful for me to direct. All I can say is, God, I'm asking for this and he will do it for me. I cannot tell him how, I cannot tell him when because he is powerful like that. He knows exactly what he is doing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. So I said, you are guided, child of God, by the Most High. You know, when the Ark of the Covenant, before it got to David, 
From the time the Israelites had it, the presence of God was at the time with them. But over the years, they defeated many armies, the Israelites, even after Moses had long left and the presence of God was with them. Years later, the Philistines defeated them. And when they were defeated, they took from them the Ark of the Covenant. Now, listen to me, child of God. They took the Ark of the Covenant. This was way before David's time. And when they took the Ark of the Covenant, because they were worshipping idols, they were worshipping other gods, they were bringing a powerful God into the presence of their idols. They were seeing things they'd never seen. What then eventually happens, if I can fast forward, is that or the one time that, that I found it interesting, they took the Ark of the Covenant and put it in a place where their large statue was. And every morning they came back, they found the statue lying down in front of the Ark of the Covenant like it is bowing to the most high God. We serve a powerful God. And I'm telling you what happened next is to show you the power of God. Because the following day, they tried to raise the statue. They found it cut in half. Now, after all, they said, no, 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 this must go. And they asked around from those that knew. They said, take it away. Take it to whoever it belongs to. Listen to this. They just had to take it and put it on a cart and put it on two young cows that had never taken anything or carried anything on them. And the person who advised them said, put the Ark of the Covenant on top of the cows and see what happens. The, the God that was inside the Ark of the Covenant directed the cows to where the people, the Israelites were. They saw they followed it. They said, if the cows turn left, I'm using one dialogue, if they turn left, then it means they know where they are going, they are being directed. And they did not even lead them. So if, and they went straight to the Israelites. Seven months later, cows that had never been to Israel, they moved from one nation to the next, taking back God to where he belonged. I'm saying, child of God, if God could direct the two cars, how much more us who he will have been built in his image? He is directing us. He is with us. He is continually there and looking out for us. How much more now that we have Jesus Christ in us? He is directing us. He is moving with us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm saying, child of God, no one thing. You are being directed by the Most High God. That is number two. Number three, grace changed you, rewrote your life from being cursed to being blessed. Child of God, you are no longer cursed but you are blessed. The word of God says that you are blessed. Now I love talking about this because it is one of the most sensitive issues, especially as Africans. As Africans, we believe in a lot of things. We believe in wizards, we believe in multi, I'm sure other nations have got their own things they believe in that are similar, witchcraft of some sort, but I'm saying, child of God, one thing that you must know is that you are not cursed, but blessed. No one can curse you. The word of God says no one can curse you. 
You know, when we were talking, we, we always talk about some of the cultures that really find that they will say, in our culture or in our country, we can send lightning just like that. In our culture, we can do this just like that. I'm saying I don't want to be mentioning provinces. I don't want to be mentioning countries. But you know your country. I'm saying child of God. They can do nothing to a child of God. That Jesus that is in you make sure that he rewrites your life from being cursed to blessed. It says in the way the blessings of Abraham become ours. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So when we receive Christ Jesus, all the blessings that were given to Abraham are ours. And the blessings of Abraham, there are so many. They count sometimes in the Bible, they count about 40 blessings of Abraham that we inherit just by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Genesis 12 verse 3 reads as follows. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Now this was talking to Abraham that we are blessed through Abraham. We cannot be cursed. We cannot be bewitched. I'm saying child of God. One of the things that I forever am grateful for, I always share with people is that my mother told me that no one can bewitch you as a child of God. So live a life knowing that no one is bewitching you. Because when you are afraid, you will start to see things. You will start to feel an ankle that is so and think it is because someone is bewitching you, but it is your fear. Now, if you are a child of God and you know your life has been rewritten, you will know that God has given you a life that is free of a curse, a life that is blessed, a life where even those that hate you, I know we have haters everywhere, you have haters, everyone has a hater. I don't care who or how good you are. If Jesus could have haters, who are we? But I'm saying child of God, fear not because when God rewrote your life, he said he is no longer cursed, but he is blessed. Number four, he says, from a dead sinner, you became an alive human being. God could now see you. Now, when God can see you, it means God can do a lot of things for you. When God can see who you are, that he's dealing with Jesus Christ, because, listen, child of God, Jesus is imputed in us. So our lives were rewritten. Grace rewrote our lives. We were forgiven of sins. We became children of God. Jesus lives in us. Number five, I love this one. The grace changed us, rewrote our life from being powerless to being powerful. There are many ways and many verses in the Bible where it says the same power that rose Jesus lives in us. So we are powerful in many ways. Powerful in that diseases because of the Jesus in us have no power over us. We are powerful in that even the life that we live is such that Jesus produces power in many ways, multiplication of good things. When he says we will walk in the good ways, when Jesus left and said we will do much, much greater things than he has done, the power 
that is in us. So I said the grace wrote, you are no longer powerless, but powerful. Number six, we are not confused or anxious, but we have peace because of the God that we have. So from confusion to an anxiousness to being having peace, perfect peace. Says in Isaiah 26, verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Child of God, God gives you peace. Sometimes you may find that the rent has not been paid, but you have so much peace, much more peace than someone whose rent has been paid. Why? Because He gives us perfect peace whilst He is still doing something preparing to get us out of wherever he needs to get us out of. He gives us a bonus, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm saying, child of God, as much as we were experiencing all that was happening around in the past seven months, the deep peace of just knowing that we are being carried by a powerful God is just to say he rewrote our lives indeed. The last one that we're going to look at as number seven is that he has overcome the world for all that it might throw so you may have peace. It says in John 16 verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. But take heart. I have overcome the world. God has overcome the world. He says we must take us. He has overcome the world. Now, the reason why I love this verse is because he's talking about the world. He's saying that you will see his goodness on this earth. I like what David said in Psalms. He said, I want to see the goodness of God on this earth on this earth. You are going to see the goodness of God on this earth as you continue to abide in him. People are sometimes confused when they see blessings around people and they wonder, is it the same God that's blessing me? When they see people bless, sometimes I even listen to some of, of the people that are doing very well and I will hear them say things like, thank you God. You know why they thank God? It's because most probably they were brought up by a mom who is prayerful, who loves Jesus, who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're just getting the benefits. So I'm saying, child of God, don't worry about what's happening around in people's lives, but concentrate on the grace that rewrote your life and concentrate on what God rewrote your life to be because, child of God, you are blessed you are a child that has benefits because your life has been rewritten otherwise why would jesus have come if he did not want us to have an abundant life he even says in his word i came that you may have life and have it in abundance life in abundance child of god means health in abundance it means being lacking nothing and having things in abundance. It means having a life that is fulfilled, a life that is directed, purposed, a life that has peace as we have instructed. That is the life that God wants for us. There are things that as children of God we should avoid so that we can benefit fully on how God has rewritten our lives.
And I'm saying this as experience. You know, as a child of God, one of the things that I experienced was that I would let God work things in my life and not give him time to say, God, you need to do this by such and such a time and not give him the direction to say, if I want this, I want it in this color, I want it in these quantities because the God that I serve, if you serve a God that is big, that is powerful, that you respect so much, you are not ready to move him like a puppet. I'm saying the first thing that you need to do, child of God, in your life, you must leave a sign which says he is at work. Put a sign in all your projects, in all your things in your life which says God is at work here. Now, if you understand that God is at work here, God is busy taking that script that he wrote about your life and he is putting it into be, you will trust in the powerful God. You will trust in that his ways are higher than ours. All you need to do, child of God, is believe and think all the good things that he is about to do. Over the years, God was rewriting my life, taking me from one level of grace to the next. Taking, and when I look, I can simply say, God was busy and I did not disturb. Don't disturb God when he's doing things in your life. What I mean by don't disturb, sometimes we find people say, we must be vulnerable, we must share, we must tell people what is going on in our lives. I'm saying, child of God, we were actually just talking the other day with one of my children. We were saying, the problem about that is just like if a surgeon was in an operation room and was busy with a major operation there, that he wanted major good results and he kept walking to the door and opening for neighbors to come and see for people to come and see oh yeah yes this one has a serious heart operation that we are busy with ah come come and see do you think that operation would be a success i'm saying child of god when god is at work it is between you and god that is why the Shunammite woman, when the husband asked and said, what is wrong? Where are you going? She was smart enough to say, it is well. Because I'm saying, child of God, don't disturb. Because some people will be like, you are still there. I would leave if I were you. You are still here. Why don't you bury this? Forget about this dream. Forget about that. When God is at work, just put the sign, God is at work and leave it there. It is between you and God because you understand the magnificent God that you serve. You understand the power that he has, but no one else around you does. They will poke until you want to give up. I'm saying, child of God, when God is at work, let us leave him to continue rewriting our lives because when you look 40 years down the line, 20 years down the line, 10 years down the line, you will be amazed at how beautiful and how sweet it's turned out to be. Number two, don't keep checking. I said number one, say God is at work. Don't invite people. I'm saying even you don't keep checking. You know, I mentioned earlier on that when you're baking a cake, just understand that you've been given a recipe and it says after 20 minutes it will be ready. Because if you keep opening, it will flop. Even with you, just know that God has said, 
This is what he's going to give me. If you want to keep busy, child of God, there's no busy like serving. Because once you are serving and doing things of God, God is busy fixing your things. Lastly, I just want to read a conclusion on anchor uh, on lastly as a conclusion I want to read second Samuel verse chapter 22 from 25 to 35 it says God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes you stick by people who stick with you God you are straight with people who are straight with you God that is me saying that you are good to good people you are surely working around the bad ones you take the side of the down and out sometimes child of God when you're down and out never mind because God takes your side now I just want to wrap up by saying child of God you are blessed take courage and know that you are blessed and God has rewritten your life and it will be amazing when you look at it five years from now ten years from now even more 20 years from now because we are a big workmanship project and when you look at it you will be in awe of what God has done in your life we love you children of God continue to walk in the works that God has prepared for you in Jesus name Amen. As usual, we do want to take this opportunity to allow people who'd like to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Close your eyes and just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I'd like you to forgive me of my sins. I'd like Jesus Christ to come into my life so that I too can be your child, so that you can see me, so that I can have my sins forgiven and I can have fellowship with you. I love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You have been forgiven of your sins and you are a child of God. Enjoy the week and we love you. Amen.